Welcome to the Miracle Channel podcast. Every week, you'll hear powerful messages from world-renowned pastors that air on Miracle Channel, Canada's 24-7 Christian TV station. And if you want to watch more of their messages anytime you want, check out our online streaming service, Corco Plus. Follow the link in our show notes to create a free account in three simple steps. Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Leon Fontaine. Leon is senior pastor of Springs Church with locations across Canada. He's also been Miracle Channel's CEO since 2010. Leon's teaching will help you develop your own personal relationship with Jesus and walk in God's promises. You can watch his program, The Spirit Contemporary Life with Leon Fontaine, weekdays on Miracle Channel. And now, Leon will share how you can walk in peace and health in today's world. Let's dive into the message. What's a great Christian uh, response as to how do we walk in health in the world that we live in today? You know, years ago, when I was training to be a paramedic, they told me that hospitals would be obsolete because modern science is going to cure all the major diseases and it's going to be a new world that we live in. And here we are three decades later and we got all sorts of crazy uh, viruses and diseases going on. So today I want to talk to you something crucial. How do we live in health and is there a way for the Christian to be protected when it comes to things like we're dealing with right now? Now, the Bible's pretty interesting. Let me read you a verse and then I want to talk about this. It says here, you will not fear any danger in the book of Psalms uh, by terror at night or an arrow that flies during the day. You'll not be afraid of diseases or pestilence uh, that come in stocks during the dark or sickness that strikes and devastates and overpowers at noon. At your side, 1,000 may fall or die, or even 10,000 right beside you, but you will not be hurt. It will not touch you. Now, what is this? Is this really Bible? You know, it's in the Bible. And so is this something that we should believe for? How do we do that? Because people don't think about it until a time like this that says, well, what do we do? How do we pray? How do we get these promises to work for us? And that's what I want to talk about today, because the Bible is filled with promises like this, like in Psalms 103, where it says, bless the Lord, O my soul, who forgives all your iniquities and who heals all your diseases. I didn't say it, but the Bible says it. And so there are promises and promises and promises all through the Bible that declare we can be protected and healthy, not be afraid of sickness or disease, etc. Well, it's interesting because there's another verse uh, in the Bible in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 20. And this is pretty crucial because the Bible, uh, since Jesus died on the cross, it's a different time. We live in the new covenant. Hebrews says we have better promises. Hebrews says that uh, this is a better covenant. And so whatever miracles you saw in the under the old covenant, under this new covenant, we should have it better. Listen to this. It says, for all the promises of God in him, meaning in Christ, are yes. And in him, amen, 
to the glory of God through us. All right. Anytime you hear about the promises of God, you'll always hear people say, well, there's an if to every promise. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves, but I'll heal their land. If, 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 uh, you know, Deuteronomy 28, if we obey it, etc. But now in the new covenant, because Jesus qualifies us, according to Romans, uh, for all of the promises of God, here in 2 Corinthians 1.20, it says, for all the promises of God in Jesus, are yes, not maybe, not if. There's no if in the new covenant. And in Christ, amen. In other words, it's yes, done, sealed, finished. We add our amen to this. Well, so many Christians, when I hear them pray, they don't understand the new covenant. They believe that prayer is something that you pray and then God decides. God moves. In the new covenant, we are not, if we get enough faith, God does it for us. Not what the Bible teaches. What it teaches is that by faith we trust and believe him and we appropriate what's already been given to us. Peter talks about that we've been given everything that pertains to life and godliness. So we're not, people say, well, just because you have faith, you think you're gonna make God do something? No, it's already been given. That's why it uses the word inheritance in the Bible. The teachings of Jesus are mind-blowing about really how to live in a world filled with disease, filled with wars, rapes, murders, filled with disasters, and how do Christians live victoriously? Well, I like Mark chapter 16 and verse 15 to 20. Jesus is saying to us, get into the world and share the good news of Jesus wherever you go. And he says, and there's going to be signs that follow believers, those who are following Christ. And there's a bunch of them. One of them, the one I want to focus on says, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. All right. Now, it's, everyone says, well, it's only talking about someone trying to poison you. That's not what it says. It's saying anything deadly that comes into your body. Well, it, there are other ways things can come into your body. You can eat uh, stuff that's deadly. You can breathe stuff that's deadly. You can absorb stuff that's deadly. Uh, whatever enters your body that is deadly, the Bible says that there is a sign that follows believers. It says that it will by no means hurt them. Okay. You say, well, Leon, come on. That's not true. Listen, you can, you and I can argue all we want. I just want you to know there are promises in the Bible that declare. So if they're there, then how do we get them moving in our lives? How do we activate these promises? Well, the Bible says in first John five, four, this is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. It doesn't say this is the victory that overcomes the world. God's going to do this for us. No. It doesn't say this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our prayer. No, but we know prayer is important. The victory is not our love, even though we know love is important. It says very clearly it is our faith. So in Luke chapter 17, verses 5 and on, the apostles are hanging out with Jesus and they say to him, increase our faith. So Jesus said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, 
You can say to this mulberry tree, they were probably walking along and in the middle of their path was a mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and planted into the sea and it would obey you. All right, let's stop right there. Jesus is teaching them how to use faith. The question is about faith and Jesus is teaching about faith. And he is saying there's an obstacle. He says, you speak to it and it will obey you. What it doesn't say is it doesn't say, and it'll obey God. Doesn't say it'll obey Jesus. Doesn't say it'll obey, it, it says it'll obey you. Now, I'm not starting a whole bunch of new doctrines. I'm just reading you what the word says. So he is telling us that you are to say, we are to speak to obstacles, to things that are in our paths, to the, the mountains we don't like, the Goliaths that are screaming at us across the battlefield. He is saying, you say to it to go and it will obey you. There is an act of faith that is for the believer. Now, what's interesting, for every mile of road, there's two miles of ditch. And so some people get on the ditch on one side and they go, this faith stuff, I just don't believe it. And others get on the other side of the ditch and they don't know anything about faith. And they think that just because they say something, it's faith or being positive is faith. And if you've been following me in the last number of weeks, you'll know not a chance. Now, confession of God's word is the start of this incredible process of faith that brings miracles into our lives. But we've got to understand that when we live on this planet, that the obstacles and the issues around us, clearly in the teachings of Jesus and the apostles, they obey us. Another teaching in Mark chapter 11, verses 21 and on, they say the same thing. They're talking about faith and prayer and, and Jesus said, have faith in God. And then he says, whoever says to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe that what he saith shall come to pass. He will have what he saith. He doesn't say you're going to have what God gives or what God decides because according to the new covenant, God has already given us all the promises. He has qualified us for the promises. In Romans, uh, it teaches us that he has given us the gift of righteousness in Romans 5, 17. So we, we don't have to work at being good enough. We just need to believe the word of God. So in the day and age that we're living in and we're praying over ourselves, our families, our children, do we have a leg to stand on? to begin to declare the word of God, to begin to speak to a fever, a disease, a sickness that is pushing against a loved one or against ourselves. According to the word of God, absolutely yes. And so I want to just build faith on the inside of you. And how do we pray? We pray the word of God with a sense of expectancy. Now, authority is a big deal when it comes to faith. When people say to me, I don't understand why God doesn't heal me. I know right away they don't understand the new covenant. That's the old covenant that they're referring to where they pray to God, ask him for something, and maybe he'll give it. In the new covenant, it is teaching us to speak to mountains, diseases, sicknesses. It is up to us, the Bible says, that we are to believe when we pray and that we will receive. Here's another incredible verse in Matthew 16, 19. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. He doesn't say the place called heaven. It means the kingdom of heaven. 
It says, I'm going to give you the keys. Now, the word keys always refers to rights and authority. If I have the keys to my truck, I have the right to drive that truck. I have the authority over that truck. And as I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind or declare to be improper and unlawful on this earth must be what's already bound in heaven. Whatever you loose and declare lawful on earth must be what is already loosed in heaven. Whoa, this verse is incredible. What's it saying? It's saying the authority has been given to us, that Jesus died on the cross and that he paid for our sin. The foundation of faith in this new covenant is that Jesus died in our place. We are new creations, that he gave us righteousness as a gift. So I am the righteousness of God in Christ, that his grace, all I have to do is believe in it now, that Jesus rose again from the dead and he, and this new life is mine. I have new life on the inside of me. The more you look at this, I could preach just hour after hour on this thing called faith. Like what you hear? You can watch more messages from Leon Fontaine on Corco Plus, Miracle Channel streaming service. Corco Plus has thousands of ministry programs in the Christian Living section. Every week, we take your favorite speakers and curate messages into topic-based playlists. You can watch a playlist on God's grace, healing, or peace, and hear hand-picked messages from speakers like Joseph Prince, Creflo Dollar, Louis Giglio, and so on. Go to Corco.com to sign up for your free account in three simple steps. That's C-O-R-C-O.com. Now, the Bible teaches us in 1 Peter 2 that the Word of God is seed, unkillable seed. Well, are, is a seed any good unless you plant it? No. So in Mark 4, Jesus is teaching us how to build a life where we grow in faith and we believe his word and we begin to change the outcomes of our lives. And so he there says that the sower sows the word. And then he teaches his disciples that the soil is your heart, that the seed is God's word. And so as you begin, and as you begin, see, the Bible is amazing. It's got these keys and these pieces that people don't understand. It's like it's written in a code. But as you begin to read and grow, you'll see these beautiful pieces fit together like a puzzle. And it just builds this incredible look at our lives. When you and I pray God's word out loud, okay, we are saying speaking his word. The Bible says that the word of God gets planted in our hearts. Now, Satan comes immediately to steal the word. Um, we've got to make sure that we continue to believe and keep speaking the word, but the word of God begins to come up. And as we speak his promises, we are planting those uh, verses in our heart. It doesn't mean it's going to happen right away. It might take you weeks might take you a month or two to get rid of all the negativity and all the wrong thinking that you've got. But as you speak the word of God, the Bible says in Mark chapter 4, verse 26 and on, that the sower puts the word in the heart and that the soil grows by itself. Even when he's sleeping, he doesn't know how. As you speak the word of God in your prayer time every day, you begin to plant it in your heart. 
And this faith that changes your life comes out of your heart. So what do I do every day? I just take the promises and I declare that no weapon formed against me shall prosper, that no sickness comes near my dwelling. I declare that a thousand might fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand, but it's not coming near me. I just declare these promises. I pray them out loud because all through the word, it talks about Jesus spoke his authority and his power, and so did God. God spoke the worlds into existence. Jesus spoke and things obeyed him. Trees, storms, I mean, you know, wounded people, uh, sicknesses, disease, left, demons left. So we know that the speaking of God's word has a tremendous effect. As I travel the world and teach all over, I always ask people and pastors, do you speak, do you pray the word of God? And you'll be amazed how many people don't. Or maybe you're not amazed because you don't do this. Your faith can never rise above your confession of God's word. There's, there's more to it than just confession. But your faith will never rise above, you know, what you are speaking every day. But as you and I need to understand... Pray the word of God, not in a begging, pleading way as though God's trying to make up his mind, but you take his promises and you declare them. Because if he says here that a thousand will fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, and it won't come near you, he's already made the promise. So thank him for that promise. The words that you speak are powerful as they're planted in your heart and they begin to grow up in your life. There's some really remarkable verses here about speaking. Let me give you a couple of them. In Psalms 45 and verse one, it says, my tongue is the pen. It's the pen of a ready writer. In Proverbs 7, 2, and 3, it talks there about write the word of God on the tablet of your heart. Isn't that interesting? In other words, your, our hearts. Now, when I use the word heart, there's this inner man of the heart. And you know, it's not talking about your physical heart. In Luke chapter 21, this is a verse that's really relevant. Verse 26, it says, Men's hearts would fail them from fear as they were expecting the things that were coming on this earth. You see, when we have uh, all these reports, we need to use wisdom. The Bible teaches us that we use wisdom. But then we have to be in faith. And so fear destroys faith. And when we've got reports about this is going on, that's going on, use wisdom. God's given us incredible wisdom on how to handle disease. He's given doctors and scientists wisdom. I'm not saying everything they say is right. You'll have to judge that yourself. But he's given them incredible wisdom. And so we can, we can do beautiful precautionary things. Keep yourself healthy. Eat great food. Uh, whatever experts are telling us to do, we can do these. But then we mix them with our faith. We don't do them in fear. We do it in faith. And as we believe God that, yes, if they want me to do this, I'll stay home for a little while. But I declare and believe that life and strength and victory flows in my life. Proverbs 18, 14 says, the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity. What? It is saying that this deep inner man, that if you have fear or faith, that you're, you're attracting both. 
in Job 3.25, Job says, what I fear befalls me and what I dread comes upon me. It is so important to keep fear out of your life. Don't be watching the same news uh, channel 15 times when it's just saying the same thing. Yes, watch it and learn what we do and stuff. But people who just sit there with these wide eyes getting more and more fearful don't realize that, that fear is faith in reverse. And that Job says, what I fear befalls me. What I dread comes into my life. So we have to deal with fear. And the way to do that is to speak the word of God, the promises of God. Some people will ask me sometimes, well, how come miracles follow so-and-so's life, but not my life? And I often liken it to this. That's like looking at your neighbor and saying, how come he's got a big garden, a big, nice garden, and I don't? You kind of go, well, that's that's not really a smart question. You're right, because that person is planting seeds, watering it, and he gets this incredible garden. This is the way faith is in our lives. In Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing, by growing the word of God. And so speak God's word, Listen to this over and over. Get into some good faith teaching that isn't, you know, on the crazy side, but isn't also throwing the baby out with the bathwater. And let's learn that the Bible's filled with things about faith. And so we need to learn these promises. We need to speak them out loud. As you are believing God for health, as you're believing God for protection, then begin to declare some of the promises. Go to the Bible, get a promise book, and begin to read that promise book and find promises that God has promised you. Because when you find a promise in the Bible, you can go straight to this verse that I started out with in 2 Corinthians 1.20, where it says all of God's promises in Jesus are yes, you are qualified for every promise in the Bible. And you don't qualify yourself by being good or gooder. You qualify by believing that Jesus has qualified you. And this is a really important key. And so to just tell you and show you what I do each day, I just declare that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Whatever I put my hand to does prosper. I thank you, Father. A thousand will fall at my side, 10,000 at my right hand, but it's not coming near me. I want to thank you right now that no plague will come nigh my dwelling. I thank you right now, no sickness. I want to thank you right now that your word says when I speak to the mountains in my life, the obstacles, the problems, they have to go. And I declare I walk in health and victory. I thank you, Father, I walk protected. You said you'd give your angels charge over me to bear me up in their hands, lest I even dash my foot against a stone. I mean, I just find promises. And as I pray them out loud, it's amazing how it just lifts your faith and it makes you strong. And it begins to plant this word in your heart. Your faith may be dormant. Everybody's got the measure according to Romans 12, 3. When you got born again, you were given a measure of God's faith. But then you have to plant it, plant God's word. And as you do, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You're going to find that your life's going to change. The way to start activating your faith is to begin to declare every promise 
in the Bible. Find the ones that help you. I love to declare the promises in um, Romans chapter 5. Stuff like, I thank you that God gives me righteousness as a gift. I'm righteousness because Jesus qualifies me, not because I'm living so good. And it gives me a sense of peace that I can claim the God's promises because I am righteous because of Jesus. So I find all these beautiful promises and I pray them out loud. And I just consider them mine now. I don't say one day, I declare them mine. And I found in my life, as I begin to do this, what I'm teaching you, that miracles begin to happen in my life. A supernatural uh, force, God's power, Holy Spirit begins to move in my life because God's not the one deciding the miracles. This freaks some people out. He's not in control of your life, okay? He is saying to you and I that you, I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you bind is bound. Whatever you allow is allowed. He's saying very clearly here, you speak to the mountains. You speak to the mulberry tree. It's going to obey you. Yet somehow we still have this prayer thinking that we pray and ask God. If, it, if he does it, cool. If he doesn't, then it's not his will. But none of that is true. That is not new covenant praying. Well, Father, I just pray right now for every person watching. I thank you that Jesus died on the cross for our salvation. He died, Father, and he took the curse of the law, Galatians 3 says, and sickness and disease is a part of the curse of the law. So, Father, we declare health, we declare healing. I pray upon every person listening and I stand in agreement with them for health and vitality. You are our strength. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, mount up with wings as eagles, run and not be weary, walk and not faint. You said that we're gonna renew our youth like the eagles. You said, Father, that we have the life of Jesus on the inside of us. And Father, I thank you for health and vitality. And I thank you for wisdom in all that we have to decide and do in our day-to-day -day lives, school, business, and everything else, dealing with doctors and health issues. Give us wisdom, Father. And I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more great messages from inspiring teachers like Leon Fontaine. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. So subscribe, rate, review, and share. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.